where we won't let the industry tell us what to do, and your success will come in many forms and fashions. This is Real Estate Your Way. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Real Estate Your Way. I am truly excited for today's guest, Jason Stone. I'm going to read you a little bit about him and then let him introduce himself. But real quickly, on a personal note, Jason is really the one who, for me, launched this whole idea of building business by referral. He was crucial in getting me connected to the right people and a huge champion for what I was trying to do. So I am personally grateful to Jason and his support. And that's just the kind of guy he is. So I know we're all going to learn a lot from him today. But before I introduce him, Mark, man, welcome to another episode, buddy. How are you this week? I'm doing great, Garrett. I'm feeling very grateful today uh, to get to meet the man that helped start the the ball rolling and why I have the job I have with you today. <laughs> That's right. That's true. You can thank Jason for that in a big way, man. Yeah. I, I am super, super excited. So let me give you a little bit of background on Jason and let him introduce himself. Jason Stone is a world-renowned coach, speaker, educator, author, and philanthropist. As a thought leader and powerful force for the millennial generation, Generation, he knows firsthand all about hard work and sacrifice. Immediately after college, he took on an internship position and as life would have it, he rose through the ranks and became CEO for the company in less than five years. He managed a team of over 500 real estate professionals in the number one real estate company in Prince George's County, Maryland, all before the age of 30. His leadership, effective communication, and sales strategies has enabled him to successfully grow the company profit by 54% his first year in the role. He's also the creator and host of DMV Realtor Radio, which we will put in the show notes. Absolutely, you need to go check that out. The podcast for real estate businesses, sharing tactics for realtors to make more money in less time and valuable business strategies to help move business forward. He also is certainly a growth junkie. He spent over $250,000 invested in conferences, workshops, masterminds, and seminars. But most importantly, he resides in Maryland with his amazing wife, two kiddos, and he enjoys spending his free time with family, reading, and identifying ways to grow, get better, and make the highest and best contributions to all those he comes in contact with. Jason, man, welcome to the show, buddy. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Garrett, Mark, thank you so much for having the opportunity to connect. I'm so excited to be here um, and certainly have um, a ton of value to be able to, to learn together um, and certainly share for all of our listeners today. Absolutely, man. So, well, why don't you guys, I read that a little bit about you, but why don't you go ahead and tell us, kind of tell us your story, man. How did you end up where you are and let our listeners get to know more about you? Yeah, well, um, I'm, I'm really grateful I had the opportunity to get started in real estate. Um, actually with an internship after immediately graduating college. Um, the office was having an inter- internship on how to uh, teach people how to be assistants to real estate agents. So certainly from a value standpoint, uh, the brokerage was uh, looking to add value to the mega agents in the office. And uh, so I came in through the ranks of that internship um, summer of 2011. And um, while there in the office, there was a red book there uh, written by Gary Keller. And it says uh, the millionaire real estate agent not the millionaire real estate uh, intern or administrator. Um, I started reading it and I said, you know what, this, this may very well be the, the path um, to what it is that I'm looking forward to doing in life. Um, so I went on and got licensed in the back part of 2011. And I'm really grateful to have uh, for four and a half years gone and helped build a real estate sales team in the Southern Maryland and Washington, D.C. area, uh, where we were doing about 125 units per year. Um, and certainly in your mid-20s, uh, that allowed me to kind of get a lot of eyeballs in me in that real estate office, 
Um, how was I doing it? So new, um, so young to real estate. Um, and that afforded me the opportunity to teach in the training room. Um, and agents would come and ask questions and I'd always be an open book on, Hey, here's exactly what I'm doing. Um, and here how you can do it too. Um, and really that's a testament to, uh, my kind of tutoring educational background as I did have a tutoring business, uh, helping, uh, high school students in SAT prep and then college students through calculus three. Um, so really it was just a transition from helping folks in tutoring and math to transition to helping folks in tutoring and real estate. Um, then in 2016, I got my start on the leadership side, uh, with the brokerage, uh, first assistant team leader, uh, and then team leader and CEO of the office. Um, and have really since then have really recognized um, that really my life's purpose is in such alignment with one of my favorite quotes, and it's from Muhammad Ali. Um, and in it, he shares that service is the rent that we pay for our space here on earth. Um, and that's really what, how, what and how I view my opportunities to connect in the real estate space um, with brand new real estate agents, uh, seasoned real estate agents as well. You know, certainly uh, the biggest room in the world is a room for improvement. Um, and as a result, um, all about helping people grow and get to that highest and best versions of themselves. Man, that's so good. You said the biggest room in the world is the room for improvement. There I love is. that. Wow. I think we'll just end the show now. That's <laughs> enough value. That's enough value right there, man. So, okay. So that's so much good stuff. So walk me back real quick. So you, 2011, I think you said, yes. you go to this internship to become an assistant and you, you read the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book. What, what was going through your mind at that point? What, what drove you to take the next step? Was it because I know you and I know that your passion is serving and caring for people and, you know, helping them figure it out. Is that how you started? Did you feel that way in 2011 or did you say, Hey, look, if this is the millionaire real estate agent, I need to become an agent. What was going through your mind at that point to make you want to make that transition? Yeah, really, there were three things I was looking for. And as a recent college graduate, um, you know, career wise, I, I did want to have an opportunity. Um, to have unlimited earning potential, right? And that's what you get when owning a business uh, through entrepreneurship. Uh, number two, I wanted to be able to wear a suit every day to work. And uh, number three, I wanted to be able to travel. Like our, our you know, variety is the spice of life. And I wanted to have, um, you know, travel opportunities and certainly moving about um, as opposed to being stationary behind a desk. Um, so opening up that real estate book, uh, the, the man and real estate agent, um, I see that was check, check and check on all three of those. Um, and kind of, you know, speaking of checks, one of the things that, you know, really inspired me to get into real estate, um, as opposed to kind of go the traditional route, um, is I recognized that, um, I could be in control of the checks that I re receive. Unlike a traditional job, you get paid bi-weekly, you've got your standard 26 or so checks per year, and that's that. Whereas, uh, through service and certainly helping real estate buyers and sellers, um, your reward for that is a check. And if you do that 30 times, you get 30 checks. If you do that 50 times, you get 50 checks. So, um, you know, what really stood out to me at the beginning of the millionaire real estate agent was the mindset piece. Um, and certainly being empowered by a big why and, um, having a vision for your life. And, uh, at that time, you know, I wanted to, get married uh, to then girlfriend. We wanted to uh, purchase real estate and we wanted to be able to start a family. Um, and as Garrett, you've already read in the bio, those things are check, check and check um, because of real estate checks. Um, so certainly it was a connection of um, my goals um, and certainly viewing real estate and owning a real estate business as a vehicle, a Tesla, if you will, uh, that yeah, I could get in and drive directly towards my goals as a destination. Hmm. When you, so I know you, 
you crushed it in high school too. I believe you're the valedictorian. You went to college, came out, looked at this internship program. Were you always entrepreneurial? Like when when did that change? When did that bug kick in for you? And and what made you take steps towards that direction? Yeah. So prob. So yes. Yeah, so always entrepreneur. It's probably two things I've always been. Um, and and just I date back to remembering. You know, life growing up, and certainly what adults would tell me is that I had the gift of gab. So it's always well spoken. Folks were expressed, uh, impressed, excuse me, by uh, my speaking skills, uh, and then two, just my entrepreneurial uh, mindset. Um, so yes, I mean I've been in the workforce. Um, you know, certainly I've just been attracted to ways to generate income. Um, in high school, that's you know being able to uh, you know distribute candy and snacks to you know classmates. Um, then it's, you know, it's doing that, you know, understanding that you can, you know, buy things, uh, wholesale, you know, in bulk and then sell them at retail. Um, so that, that really was kind of the beginning of my entrepreneurial start, uh, businesses in high school from, um, selling candy, um, and snacks to high school students. And then that really carried into college. Um, I connected with a college mentor, uh, by way of my fraternity, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, my sophomore year, and he really took me under his wing and to understand business and contracting. Um, and that's what led me to want to go ahead and start a tutoring business, um, utilizing my skills, already talented in math, uh, for the good and benefit of helping others, um, SAT prep, and then, you know, tutoring college students as well. Um, so yeah, kind of dating back, I'll, I'll never forget, um, I think it was, it was, it was second grade, my second grade Christmas list. My parents tell me the story quite often. My second grade Christmas list was actually a PowerPoint. Um, it was a PowerPoint presentation uh, to my parents, kind of advocating why I should get what I should get with, um, you know, in presentation format. So, yeah, always been entrepreneurial and always been uh, with that gift of gap. That's incredible. I love that. That's a great care. I, I know what I'm getting my kids for Christmas. So I appreciate that, Jason. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jason, I'm, I, I'm hearing something that I think is, is kind of an anomaly. Like you're a valedictorian of your class. Uh, and you said you went to Maryland, correct? That's correct. All right. So, so went to a, a really well-respected college. And so you come out of college and you take an internship as an admin. Like, like, so I, I, I think that goes a little bit against conventional wisdom that, hey, when you're already entrepreneurial, you you are atop of your class, you've already run a business, you're tutoring people, like most people's mindset is, is I'm going to land a job at a high, you know, high level consulting agency or, a, you know, I'm going to land that I'm trying to shoot for the stars right out of the gate. And what you chose as an internship and into a new world, right, into real estate Um is that it shows that you are a learner and that you see the value in learning. And I think a lot of people need to hear your story and your why there, because that, that, that idea that says, I'm not going to take the low hanging fruit and just go to the next thing. I'm investing in something in my learning. Uh, and so that, that, that takes a, a, a particular mindset, help people understand why, you were willing to take an internship when you probably were pretty competitive in the job market for a, I mean, maybe even a six figure job uh, with, with your reputation and your background. Yeah. Um, really I've, I've looked to always operate under the premise, um, and under truly understanding that success leaves clues. Um, you know, Molly, I'm a big sports fan. Um, and you know, my, my favorite athlete is, is Kobe Bryant. And, you know, Kobe, you know, there's a conversation like Kobe versus Jordan, you know, who would win. Um, when reality, you know, Kobe's had gone on record acknowledging, like, there probably wouldn't be a Kobe Bryant's game to the elevation that it was had it had not been a model of Michael Jordan to be able to directly look at 
I'm a model after. So um, it really is my athletic uh, interest in kind of understanding the value of modeling uh, through there uh, that I've always carried in my life. Um, and I've already mentioned connected with a mentor in college and you know, looking for mentorship and growth opportunities um, immediately after college as well to be able to really invest in my knowledge. Um, and my prior mentor had always shared that there's a, a battle of the critical six inches. Um, and what six inches is referring to is the distance between your left ear and your right ear, right? What goes on in your mindset. Um, and that mindset has the opportunity to be cultivated through learning, um, through experience, through, you know, talking to others. I mean, I've, I've always, even as a child growing up, would, you know, I'd be the one talking to my grandparents and understanding stories. I want to understand history and lessons because, you're right, history repeats itself. So, um, you know, really always understanding the value of learning, uh, but not just learning. It's, it's learning with, with action, right? We always hear that quote, uh, you know, knowledge is power. Uh, well, in reality, that knowledge is just potential power. Um, it is action that actually realizes the power that knowledge has for knowledge without action uh, is useless. Um, so it's really, you know, really the test of my journey has been uh, dedicated to learning, um, you know, making up on that biggest room in the world, right? The room for improvement to be able to grow and then taking an insane amount of action with that knowledge to be able to really address what it is that you've learned. You know, we, we, uh, we had a really awesome, uh, interview the other day. I don't, it's not released yet. Uh, but with Kevin Kaufman, um, and we, uh, <laughs> Garrett shared an analogy or a, an illustration of the power of a rhinoceros and how a rhinoceros will run full speed, hit a wall. And when he gets back up, he doesn't like gradually build up speed again. He just goes full out, doesn't really care, right? Doesn't phase him. And so we kind of named Kevin Kaufman as a, as the rhinoceros. Uh, but I, as you're talking and I'm hearing your story, I, I think the illustration that of you is like, I think of it like a space shuttle. It sits there forever and they're going through all these checkpoints. It looks like nothing's happening, but there's so much happening. And, and all of a sudden, when all that knowledge and all that information comes to fruition and gets put into action, the, the power that comes from it is unthinkable. And man, as I'm hearing you, like, I feel like you're even already where you're at in leadership. You, you are like still just sitting there checking the boxes, check, check, check. You're, you're getting the systems ready and your potential, um, just because of your mindset of learning is, is, is like a shuttle that hasn't taken off yet. And I look forward to seeing that. I barely know you, man. I already see this in your life. Uh, thank you, Mark. That means a lot. I really appreciate that. There you go, Jason. You're a space shuttle. I bet you've never heard that before. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate that. I receive that. And I'm, I'm mindful while we're on the um, the absolute relevant subject of space shuttles for our conversation. You know, I actually talk about space shuttles all the time um, as it relates to action and, and goals and certainly going about it throughout the year. Um, now, although I'm by no means NASA certified, and I um, apologize for any <laughs> Our listeners who, who are and may be able to you know help be more accurate with the following numbers that I'm about to share. This I understand that spaceships, uh, upon their um, blast off, you know they're off track 90, 95 percent of the time, right? So something leaves here, wants to go to you know has a destination, it's off, it's constantly off track 90, 95 percent of the time, and because of that, it's in a constant mode of course correction. Right. It's constant mode with a source. People on Earth are tracking, you know, kind of um, and my uh, kind of vision of how NASA talk goes you know, between that space shuttle and that that source on the Earth and, you know, command, um, you know, slow down, speed up, watch out for that asteroid. You know, like there's just constant mode of, of making sure that, hey, based off what the plan was, it's making uh, an adjustment to, to get back on track. 
Um, and really, when you start looking at goals, like right, that's what we do here in real estate. We we jump into you know Happy New Year. Everybody sold the same amount of homes uh, when clock strikes midnight on Jan one zero. And we've got business plans and ambitions to go out and do the type of production that we want to do. And we get to January 2nd and all of us are going to be in one of three spaces as it relates to that goal. We're either going to be on pace, ahead of pace, or beyond pace, beyond pace, right? Um, And we should measure where we are and make a course correction, right? After day one, after week one, after month one. Um, for one of the highest policies I've witnessed in coaching, training, consulting, right, thousands of real estate agents across the nation um, has been a misconception of time and then a misconception of where they are in relation to their goals, such that unfortunately the, the real estate fail cycle is that, you know, they'll get to September or October, or maybe even November and say, well, hey, you know, I had a goal to make 200 grand. I'm not going to make it. Um, maybe I will buy more leads online or I'll go to a new brokerage or I'll do something different. Um, when reality, that's just a ever, you know, consistent cycle. Whereas really the adjustments to make are on January 2nd on, you know, the first week of January ending at the end of January. So um, I always talk about and encourage folks to be that spaceship um, and always be in that constant mode of evaluation course correction um, so that you can write the ship in game um, and not, you know, in the end when you realize actually you're so far off that, you know, you're not going to hit it. Yeah, I think that's really good. I talk to a lot about, I just think drift is one of the most dangerous things for a business owner. You get a degree or two off and at the very beginning, you're not that far away from where you're headed. Well, you, you let that continue to go. You stay on that same trajectory and guess what? Six months from now, you're really far away from where you meant to go. And drift is, is very dangerous, certainly for the business owner, for the real estate agent, for anybody. Jason, what do you say? So we talk a lot about mindset, right? And it's a it's a buzzword. It's an important word. It, it's super crucial to anybody that's had success. You know, it. I we talked about last night. Mark and my uh, our other business partner Keith last night were at dinner, and I said, "What I love about business is it's mind versus mind, right? That's really all it is. Is what's in my mind versus what's in your mind, and how do we grow, right? And it's not even mono e mono necessarily, but it's just whatever's in my head is going to allow me to either succeed or fail. That that's really all that it is. But when we talk about mindset, break that down. What does that mean to you? What what should mindset mean to our listeners? Yeah, so for starters, um, and Garrett, it's a great segue into just really acknowledging um, that the power we hold, right? We, we hold every power, right? It's, it's Henry Ford, I think he said, whether you think you can or can't, you're right. right? Either one, you choose. You know, so certainly it's, it's for me, it starts with the fact that I know confidently um, that any situation, the mindset that I bring toward it um, is certainly going to be um, what gets to show up on, on the inside. You know, I'm often uh, quoted in saying, right, when happiness is on the menu, why order anything else? You know, so um, for me, it's just acknowledging, hey, I fully recognize that the situation is within my control and the mindset um that I bring to the situation um, is going to continue to be the control. Uh, in addition to the fact that when you look at it, 90% of life is you responding, how your response is, what your mindset is to the other 10% of the fact that actually something happened. Um, so for me, you know, I'll, I'll share a great system um, and kind of evaluating situations or circumstances, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, it's just starting to, with gratitude, right? Always having an attitude and gratitude, uh, mindset, like what's great about this? You know? 
running late. What's great about this? Um, you know, just received some, you know, news I would not have preferred to receive, but love to have ratified that offer. You know, another client beat us out. What's great about this? What opportunities? So always having a mindset and, and, and gratitude um, is where it starts with me. Uh, and then shift it into, well, hey, how can things improve or be different next time around? Um, it was uh, in Think or Go Rich, uh, Napoleon Hill shares with it, every failure has within it an equivalent seed of benefit. Um, so always having the mindset of reflection and looking for ways and things that can be improved upon um, through that reflection, knowing that, hey, any anything that goes wrong certainly has an equivalent or even greater uh, opportunity to grow. Uh, in the direction that we would prefer to see it, only if you look and are mindful of it. Um, so doing things like affirmations has become really big for me. And actually, um, it's about seven years ago, seven or eight years ago is when I got kind of plugged into affirmations. You know, I didn't grow up. My, my background wasn't, um, you know, they had get in affirmations and have goals and vision. So I was kind of, feel kind of a little bit late to the party. And that's one of the things that really does fuel me. Um, in the speaking and training and opportunities that I'm, you know, looking forward to continuing um, to be, you know, bestowed upon me is to be able to like, help expose things like affirmations, goal settings, uh, documents, like having a vision, uh, meditation as well. Um, because over the course of the last seven, eight years, those things have really helped me and frame my mindset um, to be prepared and to move forward in the aspirations that I want to go with uh, to whereas I could only imagine had I been armed with that. Uh, at three, you know, which when dropping my son off, uh, Zane, uh, every day we go over affirmations. All right, what's your affirmation for today? I am strong. I am brave. I listen to my teachers, right? So um, all the ways that you can choose to anchor your mindset in the way that you want to um, show up in the world, affirmations, meditation, um, reading, and certainly intaking positive information are ways to help shape that. Yeah, that's good. So I've got two questions for you. But but first, let me say, I honestly used to think I was the king of quotes until Jason came on. Now I'm a jester at best. So Jason, thanks for putting me in my rightful position when it comes to quoting. I need to I need to step up my game. But so so let me run you a scenario. Because I'm thinking about days for me when I, I'm with you, right? Mindset is everything. When I look back at you know what I'm doing today, there's no way five years ago I would have thought I would be doing what I'm doing today. And it's only because of mindset that led to action. And I want to get into that in a minute. But but run me through. You know, I still have days where I wake up, I'm exhausted, didn't sleep well. Maybe the kids are crazy. You know, the other day, Dylan, our son, he took his diaper off and it was boopy. And let's be honest, he had, was playing with it. It was on his face, on his hands, on his crib. You know, not things that I were part of my life a couple of years ago. And it just is a tough day, right? How when that stuff happens, because it does. And let's say, you know, you're you're walking out of that experience and you're walking into an interview or you're walking into a client meeting. How do you get your mindset back to be in the right place? What would you suggest for people listening? How do you bring your mindset back to where it should be? It certainly, Edgar, and thank you for um, and certainly reminding of reminding us all of the the human scenarios uh, that we are all privy to, right? So those. Um, I have those days, I have those weeks, I have those months. Um, so it, it's very real and definitely for us to acknowledge uh, for all listeners um, that any and every challenge, circumstance, or issue that you are experiencing, right? Uh, the host here today, you know, we certainly are in that same boat. So we're here, I mean, this is a great question, Garrett, because, you know, we're here talking, talking and tackling the subject 
not because we're immune or perfect in the situation, but the best way to figure out is, hey, how do you overcome, right? How do you get back on track? How do you remain consistent, uh, which certainly is, is group therapy for all of us together. Um, and for me, I, perspective um, is really the, the main anchor that I use and, and perspective in a couple of ways. Uh, number one, right? Hey, always finding gratitude, right? Something is great about this. Uh, number two, uh, recognizing in, in the particular context of uh, raising right, young children, um, you know, and I've always had the opportunity to connect, whether it's my parents or other family members, um, coworkers, older who have older children. And everyone's like, always oh, cherish the times, right? Cherish the times. You know, the, the days are long, but the years are short. Um, and I interpret that from a perspective standpoint and says, wow, like one day, like people keep telling me these kids aren't going to want to be around me. You know, they're not going to pick up my phone calls on a bill on a phone that I'm paying for, you know, like that, that's your future, you know, kind of a thing. So it's, it's like perspective to say, wow, um, you know, I am um, spending time. Like how grateful was it to, yes, I'm getting my morning started a little bit late because, you know, kids didn't want to get dressed, but like, okay, that's one side you could look at it. Other side of perspective is that look at the additional time you got to spend with your children. You know, I was actually thinking about it recently, you know, and not a, not of a, a morbid thought, but again, just perspective. It says, you know what, I I choose not to have any feeling around having to, you know, me live a day or they live a day without each other. Right. So it's just so recognize that time, time's not guaranteed. You know, we're in the process of, of pandemic this and, you know, unfortunate times that uh, to where none of our, our, our days are, are guaranteed. So. Um, really, for me, perspective, it always gets back into gratitude, um, recognizing, um, you know, what's great about things in the moment right now and then marrying it with vision, um, you know, with, with, with vision, knowing that really, and we've talked about mindset, really, you know, life's greatest complex is uh, self versus self, right? There's no competition uh, other than that. And you looking to uh, be and perform the highest and best version of yourself. And that's been uh, continues to be a motivating factor for me is what is that ideal Jason Stone? What does that look like mentally, physically, spiritually, energy? What kind of husband is that? What kind of father is that? Um, and go out and, and not just beat that person, but be that person uh, on a consistent and day in and day basis. Um, and the last thing I'll share with that from a perspective standpoint is again, acknowledge um, losses happen, right? There's, uh, we're, we're blessed with each year. 52 Mondays across the year, you know, 365 or 366 if it's a leap year, days a year. Um, and it would just be, um, you know, immature of us to not acknowledge that there's going to be some L's. It's going to be some, you know, lost days that didn't go your way. It's going to be some weeks or some stretches that don't. Um, and, you know, continue to, uh, you know, the quote says that uh, sunny days wouldn't be so good if it wasn't for rain. You know, joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. Um, so certainly can just having perspective. Um, always understand that there's an opportunity for things to get better. Um, and then if you, you know, you're going through tough times, keep on running. Don't stay where you are. Yeah. And that's so good. That's so good. Just reminding us about perspective to get my own quote in here, just to show our listeners that I know a few, uh, Andy Andrews in his book, the little things he says, the only thing that can change the same fact is your perspective. And I love that, Jason, you embodied what, what you just said is 100% accurate. 
no matter what happens to you. Yeah, the perspective of, you know, if I have an 18 year old that's wearing a diaper and putting his hands in that, that's weird, right? But a, a two year old, not even a two year old, and he's my son, like the opportunity to say, well, hey, buddy, it's okay. Like, let me pick you up, let me clean you off. And, you know, I get to spend more time with my son. What a blessing that that was. I'd rather be doing that anyways than responding to emails or making phone calls, you know? So it is the, the only thing that can change uh, the same truth is your perspective about it. And I think Jason, that's a hundred percent right on man. So my second question to you is to the person, because I think that at least what I see a lot in the business world is you have a lot of one of two types of people. You have one person who will just learn, 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 learn. They'll never stop learning, but they never get around to doing anything. They just go to every class, they read every book, they listen to every podcast. And it's like, man, you know a ton of stuff, but you've done nothing yet. Or the person that doesn't learn anything and just is like, I'm just going to start doing it and let's see what happens, right? And they just keep doing it, doing it, doing it. Now, I would argue that that person is actually going to learn quicker, but still they are just moving forward without any kind of expectation, without any kind of right mindset and they just start running forward. How do you motivate those people in particular, but but speak to both. But how do you motivate Jason, that person that says, "Well, I just love learning, and I'm a I want to learn, I want to learn, want to learn." And I think you you didn't say massive action. I think you said intense action maybe earlier. How do you motivate that person to say, "Okay, great, keep learning," but now you actually got to go do something? What would you say to that person that's in a learning mindset but not in an action mindset? How would you help them take action? Yeah, certainly. I, so to to kick off and, and speaking with both, I'll do a little wordplay, right? Knowledge, I said it first already, uh, knowledge without action is useless, right? Yes, knowledge is power, but really it's potential power because until you've married it with action, it it doesn't get to show up or manifest into anything. You know, Les Brown has shared that the smartest place in the world is the graveyard, right? How many uh, thoughts and ideas or dreams of budding entrepreneurs that weren't actualized or realized or, you know, maximized to the highest and best use um, because there wasn't any action behind it. Um, and then if we were to flip that, right, action without knowledge, well, that's reckless, um, right? So we don't want to get into just, you know, doing anything without a, a basis. And certainly, yes, life and experience, you know, certainly is, is some of the best form of teaching. Um, yet when you have the opportunity to say, okay, hey, I have an opportunity to take it, what it is that I'm learning or, you know, create a growth plan, right? Ben Franklin said, you know, what plan to uh, grow, plan to grow or, or, you know, fail. Yeah, if that. you fail to plan, yeah, you plan yeah, to yeah. fail. Look at that. I got a quote in and Jason didn't know it. There you go. Garrett's Garrett on the board. That's right. I'm feeling good. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's one of the things that it's spoken to me as well. Just okay. Hey, like if I don't go ahead and plan the growth, um, I'll never have an opportunity to work the plan and knowing that working the plan is the other 50%. It's not just planning it and going out, um, you know, to learn and inspire it, uh, but actually putting some action behind it. Um, and certainly, you know, I, I've always share um, that, you know, from an opportunity standpoint, I've been asked, hey, Jason, why do you do what you do? Um, and really everything that I do from speaking to the podcast, to coaching, training, consulting, real estate agents, both in group and then on an individual basis, um, it's, a, it's a two-parter, right? It's a, it's a two-parter uh, that externally, right, impact. I want to I see people become the highest and best versions of themselves, right? My vision in life is to inspire people to think bigger, grow on purpose, uh, such that they can receive victory in their lives as they choose it. So that's the external piece and motivation um, that by me learning something and then putting action behind it, uh, b- providing a proof of concept, 
uh, that a 22 year old can get licensed in real estate, be so green to real estate that he doesn't even know it's a commission based industry. Yes, I'm speaking of myself. That's how green I was getting into real estate. Um, but again, I've shared with you what I was looking for in a career um, and I didn't have any plan B's behind it. Um, I had burned the bridges um, and knew that this was going to work out. Uh, so it's important um, to certainly I want to be able to share that and have other people experience it. So that's the external motivation for me. Uh, and then the internal motivation for me um, from a, you know, a positively selfish piece um, is it like that's how I get my need of significance. Right. Being able to to share and, and help people grow. Um, right. If I've got all the knowledge, but don't put the action and proof of concept or share you know, anybody or bring anybody else on. Well, what was the true meaning of that? Um, so, you know, Hey, how can I put myself in places to be significant? So I want to encourage those who are learning, um, really the highest form of mastering anything, um, is to test that learning and, and go out and teach it, right? Because it, I've, I've probably had some of my greatest learning and certainly action behind it in areas where I've been in speaking or, or teaching and folks have asked me questions that while yes, I've probably unconsciously thought of it because I've responded and, you know, it's worked out, but I actually hadn't taken a moment to think about, well, actually what makes that great or what brings that about? Um, and that has to have the opportunity to grow uh, as a result for it. So uh, Garrett, you're hundred percent spot on two types of folks, those who are on the learn, 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 learn journey, um, or as the man and real estate agent kind of spins out to it, ready, aim, ready, aim, ready, aim, you know, syndrome. No, we got a fire, right? We got the fire. Other than that, all the knowledge and all your ready aim does has no meaning. Um, and, and certainly on the learning standpoint, we don't, uh, you know, convert it into uh, or have it manifest into a physical form with some action behind it. Um, then, right, the, that time is not uh, you know maximized. Yeah, I'm gonna throw a throw a little bit of a monkey wrench in this concept of 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 learn versus act, and and that really comes from um, I'm I have tended to tended to be a learner. Um, my wife, uh, is, is, has been a blessing to me and challenged me on many times is like, Hey, you really need to start doing something with all this information you got. Like you got to act on it. At what point are you going to apply this? Uh, and it really has challenged me entrepreneurially to actually jump into some things that I wouldn't typically have done. But, um, I've learned from both sides of it. I've surrounded my people with Garrett and I, for instance. Garrett is an actor. Like we say, Hey, we think this is a good idea before I can think twice. Garrett has already taken like six steps in that direction. I'm like, hold on a second. Where, where are we going with this? Like this, this may happen. So, um, I'm very strategic. I think through all the levels, but I can tend to be paralyzed by the thinking side. Uh, and one thing that's helped me make quicker decisions. And I think it actually helps both sides. Uh, and I make a lot of decisions in life for my family, uh, for my business, uh, for my children. In my faith, a lot of these, a lot of times I ask the question, what's the exposure here? Okay. So you've got the reckless side is if I act without thinking, it can be reckless. And a lot of times that has a, a reckless impact on other people, not just myself. And so from, again, from a servant standpoint, an external standpoint, I want to not take action that, that will have a negative impact on somebody else's experience or their life. So what's the exposure in this decision? Um, and so what's the, but here's the, here's the catch. What's the exposure in the action and what's the exposure in the inaction? And so when you, when you start to really look at that and say, the exposure is low, make a decision and move on. If the exposure is high, be intentional, think about others and think about yourself. And so that's given me permission to act sooner on a lot of things. So I, I love to say action and knowledge, but exposure is your filter. I love that. 
I, I, I love that. And certainly you've highlighted that indecision, right? It's still a decision, right? It's a, you've decided not to act or, you know, it's not, not to make, you know, choice. Um, and I'll share, you know, for those, um, cause for a period of my life, I kind of, you know, younger and growing up and I, I would succumb to analysis paralysis. We were kind of highlighted my brain kind of can think and get into a lot of, um, you know, theory or, or concept and, and not really actually put into action. What, what really spoke to me and I'm, I'm Garrett, Garrett's already brought him up. It was Andy Andrews. I'd heard him by way of the traveler's gift. Um, he shares that, you know, uh, our higher powers have not bestowed upon us the ability to make every perfect decision. Just nobody has that capability. But what we have been given is the ability to make a decision. All of us have been given the ability to make a decision and then go make it perfect. So I was like, that's it. I'll go and fire away on, on I'll make choices here. We were planning our wedding. I'm like, decision there, decision there. Like, great, just choose. And then if it doesn't work or we don't like it, we have the ability to make it right. So um, for those, uh, you know, listening that, hey, have yet to turn the corner on, you know, making a decision or certainly taking massive action, uh, know confidently that all decisions have the opportunity, um, you know, over time to get exactly the way you want to, yet they will not, cannot, if no decision is eventually made. You know, the other thing is something you said earlier, Jason, was <clears throat> when you first read Millionaire Real Estate Agent, that the the idea of the bigger why a, a massive why in the beginning of it. I think a lot of times too, it's, you know, people who make quick decisions. I'm going to go back to the shuttle, uh, you know, the thing, the exposure is high, right? We're shoot our, our target is, is big and it's way out there. And so we have to be somewhat calculated and strategic and make sure we have the right knowledge to reach it. We have to be intentional, invested in it. But a lot of times we, we short ourselves by making quick decisions or short decisions because we're being nearsighted. So I think more important than whether or not you're informational or action-based is what is your why and what what is informing what you do and don't do to get to. So that's another big one is like, how big is your why? And I feel like that has helped you as well because you've obviously set your course uh, very clearly and now you're, that's what drives you to keep going. Yeah. And, you know, Garrett had asked early about, well, how do you deal with the curveballs or poopy diapers, you know, they, they can certainly show up any given day, week, month. Um, and it became very clear to me that when your why is big enough, you can endure anyhow, right? So it just, I, it, the road there became irrelevant to me knowing that, hey, I was empowered by a why that was larger than any circumstance, challenge, speed bump. They could come along my way um, and, and certainly be additional motivation uh, to push forward and push through. Man, Mark, I told you you were going to have fun. Mark is having a good time today with Jason. So I, I no doubt our listeners are enjoying it too, but we are having a great time. Mark and I, I've taken way more notes here than I ever have. So, oh man, Jason, we, we could talk forever. Yeah, Mark literally is showing me an entire page uh, of notes. Uh, this is so good, Jason. I mean, so many things. I, we'll have to have you back at some point. But I think for me... I want our listeners to not be bombarded with so much learning today. I want them to say, okay, 
let's let's think about our mindset. Let's think about as you talked about, we don't have the opportunity. I think you said Andy Andrews said we don't have the opportunity to make the perfect decision, but we have the opportunity to make decisions and then make them perfect. This is about Jason is on here, I'm here, Mark's here, not because we sit around and learn and we philosophize all day. It's because Jason's on here because he's taken action that's noteworthy. And we say, Jason, we want you to come share what you've learned based on what you've done, based on what you've learned and then implemented, right? Based on the actions that you've taken. That's why we're interested in hearing from you. Every single guest that we've had on so far, all the guests that we will continue to have on, these are people that have learned at a very high level, whether by going to reading a book, going to a conference, whatever, and then taking action and learning that way. And as Andy Andrews said, take, making a decision and then learning how to make that decision perfect. That's our encouragement for you. You're not going to get anywhere by sitting around and learning. You might be the smartest person there is in real estate, but you don't do anything about it. Guess what? You're not going to have a good business. This is about come, learn, and then go do, right? Grow and then do. Grow and then do. That's the whole point of this. We're all a work in progress. And I think Jason's story is a great example of work on your mindset, work on what's in your head, work on your purpose, your vision, all the stuff that he's talked about today, and then go take, and I, and I remember you said, go take intense action. Take big action. Don't be afraid of failure because the only people that have ever succeeded have failed a ton of times along the way, right? It's not going to be perfect. Your life is messy. Your life is full of poopy diapers. That's the saying today, right? It just is. And the reality is those poopy diapers can either cause you to stop or you can get back up and say, you know what? That wasn't my plan today, but whatever. I'm going to keep running. I'm just going to keep going for it and keep going. And the beautiful thing about this, where Jason is headed no one can stop him except himself, right? If he just keeps going, he might not get there as quickly as he thought or might take, maybe it'll be quicker. I don't know, but he will get there because he's just going to keep running. The only time you can't afford to fail is the last time you try. That's the beauty of what we're doing in this world. So Jason, that's phenomenal, man. I want to ask you one more question and then you tell our listeners how they can learn more from you uh, and learn more about you. But what's the best piece of advice? If we leave today, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given that you could leave with our audience today? Um, so the best piece of advice I received, I, I vividly remember, is 24 years old um, when I was enlightened uh, by way of a quote. And this gets into time and how you spend it. The quote is from Charles Tremendous Jones which shares that you're going to be the same person you are today five years from now, except for two things. That's the books that you read and the people with whom you associate with. And it was at that time in my life, um, I was just you know, still rather new to real estate, had gained a ton of weight. We know about the realtor diet. Um, and we were just getting ready to get married. And so I, I, I knew that five years from now, I didn't want to continue to be still making the income I was making at that time, uh, new to real estate, in addition to, uh, the weight that I had at that time. And it was at that time that I made a decision to, um, you know, set a goal to be able to read first one book a month and then two books a month. Um, that got up, you know, to three and four books a month, you know, at times. Um, so just under, again, going back into control and understand that, hey, you have the power and ability to shape who you are and who you are going to be by controlling the information that you intake. So that's the books that you read. Okay. Um, and then I had a mentor share with me um, on the time piece, right? So it's books you read and who you spend time with, how you spend your time. Uh, is that the best way to allocate your time is a third, a third, and a third. So look at your time in thirds and say, say such that a third of your time 
should be spent with those who are in a mentor or a training or a coaching relationship with you, where you have the opportunity to learn from both their successes, their failures, their, their experiences, such that you can download that. And maybe that's 10 years of experience that you can get by way of uh, uh, an interview or, or, you know, and tutelage with them. Okay. Uh, spending a third of your time, the second third is spending your third of your time in a tribe with peers where you are of like mind and of like ambition, right? You want to sell 40 houses a year. They want to sell 40 houses a year. Hey, we're going to sell 40 houses a year. And it's a healthy uh, collaborative competition, right? We're sharing ideas and keeping each other motivated um, in a healthy way. And then the final third of your time, is where you are the mentor, you are the speaker, the trainer, pouring into somebody else. For all of us, regardless of who you are, what you've done, what you continue to do, we have traveled a road further than somebody else. Um, and it is our moral obligation to identify those circumstances and lift a hand back to pour into others in which we have traveled the world, the world further than such that they can get further faster um, as a result of it. So good, man. So good. Well, Jason, how can our listeners learn more from you and about you and what you do? Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Um, so from a connection standpoint, I can be found by way of email at info at jasonstone.com. Uh, Jason does have a Y in it, J-A-Y-S-O-N. My parents made me different. Uh, so love to connect by way of email uh, and also by way of social media on Instagram and Facebook at I am Jason Stone. Awesome, man. And then give them the podcast name one more time. Everybody needs to go check this out. Awesome. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Uh, podcasting available um, on all places where you want to listen to podcasts at uh, DMV Realtor Radio uh, with Jason Stone, uh, where I have the opportunity to interview uh, top performing real estate agents and business owners for real estate, uh, where we get together into the insights that they're doing to strategically grow their businesses. Um, and it's all about being that rising tide to lift all boats, right? That's why we podcast. That's why we listen. I'm really excited to have a platform to be able to do that uh, with and for real estate agents. Awesome, man. So DMV, we'll, we'll put that in the in the show notes so everybody can go check, check out and, and take a listen to that. It's so good. I've listened to it many, many times genuinely, and it's very good. So Jason, man, thank you for coming on today, brother. I, you shared incredible nuggets of wit. No, no, they weren't nuggets. They were full on Chick Fil A sandwiches. Let's be honest; they were not nuggets. <laughs> That's awesome, Jason. Man, thank you for coming on, buddy. We really, genuinely appreciate you sharing with our listeners today. Thank you, Garrett. Thank you, Mark, for the opportunity. I'm excited and look forward to future opportunities to get back on uh, and do this again. Absolutely, Absolutely man. So, to our listeners, if you're burnt out from the work you've been doing, discouraged by the results you've been receiving, or just want more time in your life for the ones you love, keep showing up so we can inspire you to find and pursue your way. Until next time. Hey everyone, this is Garrett Maroon jumping on again to say thank you for listening to the show. I hope you love this week's episode. And if you did, we need your help. Please subscribe, rate, and most importantly, send this to a friend that you think may be encouraged by it. And if you want to learn more about us, visit www.businessbyreferral.co and we would love to connect with you there. Thanks again for your support and we will see you next week.